You're listening to Second Breaks, and this is episode number 80. This is Blue Blazer in your ears this Thursday. Well, Thursday if you're listening to this when the episode drops. But really, whenever you're listening to this episode, hello, hello. I'm really, really psyched to be able to connect with you this way today. I know that being in your ears for a few minutes a week is such a privilege. And I never, ever take that for granted. So thank you, thank you for tuning in. And um, speaking of connecting, I wanted to tell you about something that I'm planning to do. I'm going to be launching a weekly Facebook chat, or I don't really want to call it show, but I guess a weekly Facebook live chat, let's say. Um, And more than likely, it's going to be on Tuesdays. So I'm tentatively calling it Tuesdays with Lou. Well, to be honest, being completely transparent with you, my friend, I had planned this last year, but I might have actually even mentioned it on the podcast. I'm not sure, but I wasn't able to execute on it last year because I got scared, (laughs) just to be completely transparent. So I just got scared about going live every week on a, you know, scheduled time, but I'm not ready to give up on this plan yet on this project. So it's back on my 2019 goals. And really, the reason for hosting this live show or chat is because I'm continuing to look for, you know, a better way to connect with you. The podcast, this podcast is great. I'm really having a grand time. But It's very much a one-way type of conversation here, unless you email me or hit me up on social media. So I really am looking for ways to connect with you, have a chat with you, have a conversation, that kind of stuff. So I plan to, on this uh, Facebook live chats, I plan to cover all things career pivot, of course, because that's what I talk about. And really general career topics. So if you have any questions or there's a particular topic that you would like me to chat about or give my two cents on, do email me. My email address is lou at secondbreaks.com or you can reach out to me and direct message me or private message me. I'm pretty much at secondbreaks across Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And I will answer your questions during this uh, Tuesdays with Lou chats. Okay? Okie dokie. Let's get on with today's show, shall we? Because I am very thrilled to... Very thrilled. (laughs) I am thrilled to introduce to you my friend and mastermind sister, Amy Lipman. She and I are both members of a business community called Co-Commercial, which is founded by the uber-talented Tara McMullen, previously Tara Gentili. And through that community is really where I first met Amy. I know her to be a successful business owner. She runs a business called Marketing for Health Coaches. 
But as I got to know her a little bit more and I learned about her career journey, I told her she has to come to Second Breaks and share her story with us. So today you're going to hear Amy's career story, where she got started and how she eventually found her way to the career that she's built for herself. I was definitely struck by how she followed her instincts. You're going to hear her talk about that, how, you know, she made quick decisions or seemingly quick decisions to follow through and see where these instincts took her. So, you know what? Let me get out of the way and transition to my chat with Amy. I'll catch up with you at the back end as usual. My, my journey is sort of like a twisting, winding path. I never would have. It's so funny because I have, I have two daughters, five and 10. And my 10-year-old, you know, she'll talk about what she wants to do, right? This is a normal thing with kids. And, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I just think, boy, gosh, even even when I picked things, like I never would have known the path that I would have gone on mm. and where I would have ended up today. Um, I think that's just so common, right? These days, you don't pick one career usually and settle in on it. That's why you do the work that you do and why it's so it's, we, we're so happy you're doing this work. I studied art history in college and I love studying art. And I thought, I want to work in a museum. I wanted to be a curator. I applied to graduate school because you've got to have, nowadays you really have to have a PhD. I knew I wasn't going to go for the PhD, but I applied thinking maybe I'll get a master's. Maybe that'll help me. I didn't get into grad school, which was a blessing in disguise. (laughs) And I ended up um, after college moving to Boston and I looked for jobs in the art field. Like I didn't care what it was. I just wanted to be in that world. It was tough to find a job in Boston. No one told me that (laughs) being a new college grad in Boston is very competitive because of all the schools they have there. So then I expanded and I said, well, I'm just going to look in the nonprofit sector because if I get a job in one nonprofit, I can apply those skills over time and move into the art art world. So I eventually did get a position at a nonprofit. It was a career center, funny enough. I had a had a basic administrative assistant kind of job that then grew into doing marketing. Then I kind of got bored. You know, it wasn't there wasn't really enough for me to do there. Um, that was during the dot com boom. So that's sort of the world that I was looking in. And I got a position at an at a startup e-commerce company. And so I, I was there for, I can't remember how long, a couple of years, and then I got laid off. Um, so I was searching for jobs, obviously, and I got into another, not an e-commerce company, but a tech um, company that actually led, that worked with big companies like Compaq, which is now Hewlett Packard, running their webinars that they ran in-house for like their teams, like sales teams and things. Back in those days, it's hard to believe, but webinars were only a thing that large companies did. You needed this really sophisticated software. It was super expensive. I'm sure you know about this from your prior career. And so I was a I was a project manager, account manager. I worked with clients sort of managing their projects. And I really enjoyed that. And then I got laid off from that job. <laughs> then I ended up back at the nonprofit that I started in 
you know, at the beginning, I ran something totally different. I oversaw training programs, training and education programs in workplaces that were designed for entry-level workers, mostly immigrants. Um, A lot of it was English as a second language. It was a really demanding job. I had a ton to learn. It was totally, I didn't know anything about English as a second language, but I had the skills to manage relationships. So I didn't do any of the training, but I managed instructors and trainers. I was in that role for a few years. And then I started getting kind of like, I I kind of can picture myself this one day being in my office and feeling kind of bored. And I think that's often where these things start. Exactly. (laughs) Probably a story I've heard a lot. Right. And so at, at the time, I had worked with a health coach in Boston who had really created this business. I was kind of in awe of what she had been doing. And I had learned a lot from her about health and nutrition. And I was a client of hers. So I became really passionate about health and nutrition. And then I kind of got excited about what she had created for herself And so on this day when I was kind of bored at work, it was probably a phase, but I can sort of picture the day. I thought, huh, I wonder how she became a health coach. And is this something I could do? And so I started looking into it and I pretty quickly just decided my poor husband, you know, has like whiplash from my from my quick decisions. But I looked into the program. I went went to New York to for like an information session. I signed up that weekend. And that was it for me. I was like, I'm gonna do this. (laughs) So I became a health coach. And I was health coach for five years. A few years into that, what I realized was how much I really enjoyed the marketing side. So back to marketing, right? And any business owner, right, to be a successful business owner, you've got to become a good marketer, or you've got to hire someone who's going to do it for you. So I thought, I wonder if I could help other health coaches, like behind the scenes with their marketing, because what I that was the piece that I really like to geek out on. And Mm -hmm. I was but I was really passionate about health and wellness. So it was hard for me to really realize that I didn't love the coaching. I was it was fine. I didn't hate it. You know, I wasn't wasn't my calling. And I remember being in nutrition school and my friends who I'd met there saying like, oh, I, I feel like I found my calling or, you know, this is what I'm meant to be doing. And I always felt a little off. I don't quite feel that way. And I wonder why I don't. You know, there's been different iterations of my current business, marketing for health coaches, but that's sort of the the story. One thing that I am totally impressed and amazed and I really wanted to put a pin on is when when you said that you were working with a coach or had worked with a uh, health coach and you started to think like, I wonder how she did this. And you just made a decision to let me take a course, let me explore it. And that you didn't spend too much time analyzing. You know, I'm sure there have been times where it's worked against me, but I would say generally speaking, I'm a pretty fast decision maker. Um, My husband is a very slow decision maker and that can create tension sometimes. So that's why I said he got whiplash. Now I kind of see it because I can imagine what it must have been like at the time I was like, well, yeah, I'm going to do this. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) 
So you said that you took the class in New York. I、yeah. think you said New York, and then you immediately you knew that that was the direction that you wanted to go.、Next. Well, so it was sort of like for me, it came together. There are lots of people who did the course and never started a business from it, but for me, it was I'm doing this course in my route to start a business. And、Got、so、it. they actually the program they've changed it, but. Um, back when I was there, they had to start seeing clients when we were only about two months into the program. The program was about ten months long, and they had to start seeing clients when we were about two months in. Did you still have your full time job at that point, and you were doing this kind of on the exactly. side? Exactly. How did you ease into it? Yeah, exactly. So this is one of the things that I think really was really helpful. Is I had my full time job. I had the program was on the weekends. It was like. Once a month, roughly, and so that didn't didn't really affect my work schedule. And then I and then I set aside two evenings a week where I would see clients. So I started、mm-hmm. signing signing on clients, and that's what I would see them. And then I spent a lot of time on the weekends.、Um, you know, like I wrote wrote t- talks that I went out and gave to get clients, and、um, anything else that I needed to do. You know. Yeah. So then I I sort of had a vision that I would move my position to part time, like sort of ease out of it. So the interesting thing that happened was that my husband at the time was applying to graduate school. We ended up deciding to move to North Carolina from Boston for him to go to grad school. I think one of the reasons why I was excited to move was because it meant that I had to leave my job, and that meant that I I could do this full time. So what I did was I I started off I was working full time, and then I went I gradually sort of like reduced my hours over time. I didn't get the impression, and correct me if I'm wrong, but before you you.、Uh... You went into the health coach path. I didn't get the impression in your previous jobs that you had experience in getting clients, and so I wanted to know how you、uh, you transitioned into that role because I know that for、uh, for someone who had a corporate job who has no experience in freelancing or getting clients on their own, that's another. Big black hole. Like, where am I going to get my first clients, or how am I going to quote unquote sell myself?、Right. So, how did you get started with that? It was mainly two things. One was word of mouth in the beginning. You know, I was telling everyone what I was doing, and、um, and then I got some referrals. And then、right. I also did speaking. I mentioned that earlier. Working on talks. We were taught this. Or we were told in our pro- in our nutrition program to go out and give talks, and I was really determined to make this business a success. So I just told myself, whatever they tell you to do, you're going to do it. I'm a pretty good rule follower like that. And so they told us to go out and give talks. I was terrified. I was not did not have experience public speaking.、It、was not something that came naturally to me. I was really terrified, but I thought. This is what they told me to do, and it made sense. So I'm going to do it. Even just going around and pitching places to give talks was really scary for me.、Um, and so I got then I got you know clients through that as well. So in the early days, those were the main the main ways that I got clients. 
I thought it was excellent like self-awareness is when you realize that you wanted to remain in the health industry, but you didn't necessarily want to remain as a coach. So you brought in your other experiences and skills and other interests into play so that you can create the role in that same industry. Yeah. And I don't even know how much it was. I don't think I would have been able to articulate it back then. Mm-hmm the way that you are, the way that I can think about it now, it was more just a, like a pulling feeling. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, it's great too, because that you probably were saying, uh, don't, I'm not enjoying this, but I like the topics and I like being around these people. So to your point, you may, it may not have been very, and usually it isn't right. (laughs) Like, especially if it's not clearly defined, uh, path or role like within the corporate structure we usually have this you know the the this is the job this is the position this, you kind of have a clear path but when you're trying to create the path yourself it's like this right you you kind of like pull the parts pieces together to yeah. see what fits which is great which is what I love about the world that we live in today because we can do this because 20 years ago this would have been impossible it would have been cost prohibitive or there, there it wouldn't have been possible to do what you're doing Exactly. Yeah, the whole work from home. <clears throat> and how much of our economy now is small businesses. It's just amazing. So you are 100% work from home? Yes, I am. And you do your work primarily online. So you do you work with people, not just in North Carolina, right? You work all over whoever, wherever they are. Yeah, all over the world. I get people outside the US, which is always really fun too. Looking back now with all the, you know, just, just, to, you know, you moved to Boston, you initially were thinking you were going to go into fine arts, you went, you went a different path and all these pivots and um, redirections that you did until what you're doing now. Looking back, what do you think helped you the most through all these transitions, through all these pivots? I think it was my excitement for what I was doing. I guess, you know, that that applies more to sort of my self-employment, you know, my current business and the health coaching business before that, that we kind of tapped on that, Um, you know, like despite my husband's doubts at the time, I, I didn't feel like I, for better or worse, I didn't feel like I needed his approval. I was just, I mean, I wanted him to be on board. But I didn't need him cheering me on necessarily because I was so committed that this was going to work. So I think the other thing that really helped me with the health coaching business is that I knew that I was getting clients because sometimes with some careers, you have to do this, right? I didn't say I'm leaving my nonprofit job today and tomorrow I'm going to enroll in this program where I'm not going to be making any money. And I'm going to hope that it's going to work out. I was able to get my feet wet and have a salary while I was doing that. Um, And with my current business, um, I had a similar experience where I reached out to some health coaches that I knew and said, hey, would you be interested in getting some support? Here are the types of things I can help you with. Here's what it would look like. Of course, I was totally undervaluing my service back then. So, of course, they jumped on it um, because I wasn't charging a whole heck of a lot. 
And so I had three clients that I knew were going to be steady clients before I made the leap and decided I'm going to not going to do health coaching. So I tested the waters with it. And there was still some fear around, okay, I'm going to take this leap. And what if I don't enjoy this? What if I really don't? One of my concerns was that I would be helping these other health coaches build their businesses, and then I would feel envious of them. And that never happened. Whenever they had successes, I felt like it was my success too. And so I'm really grateful for that. But going back to answer your question for the earlier days, you know, when I was newly out of college and those first three or four jobs that I had, you said, what helped me most during my transition? You know, I think that I am, I'm an optimist. I have my down days, of course, you know this. But I also really uncomfortable with being unhappy. Mm. So what that means for me is that I'm, if I'm unhappy, I'm going to be looking for a solution to make myself happy. You know, that pushed me along in terms of job searching and career searching. So along these lines, though, and you, you may have already answered this indirectly, but was there something about yourself that you either discovered about yourself or that you confirmed that I am this kind of person as a result of these transitions? There are a couple, two things that I learned about myself that I definitely did not know. One is that I'm a teacher and the other is that I'm a writer. <laughs> so the writing part, you know, what I've realized over the last couple years or more is that pretty much most of what I'm doing during the day is writing. I'm writing something. I'm not writing novels, right? I'm not writing books, um, but I'm writing blog posts. I'm writing emails. I'm writing scripts for Facebook Live. I'm writing materials for my for my clients, per, like, you know, teaching materials or um, that kind of thing. That is what I'm spending most of my time doing. And um, so I'm a writer. Yes. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> and actually, it feels really good to say that, you know, because I it's like I, be, I believe I, I don't know that I've said it that way, that I am a writer. I've said it that, you know, what most of my work is that I'm writing, but that makes me a writer. Yeah, exactly. Is there a book, fiction or nonfiction, that you may have read that has made an impact on you or that you really liked that you wouldn't mind recommending? So the most recent book, and you know of this one, the most recent book that I read is actually an ebook. Um, by Tara McMullen, formerly Tara Gentili. Um, it's called Subtle. And um, any of you who know Tara know that she like goes really deep. And she's so, such a thought leader. And so I really enjoyed this book because it, um, it really helped me think about how to think about my business differently. And not in ways of like, I'm totally, you know, burning it down and building it back up. But these tweaks and these mindset shifts of, you know, how to build a team and um, that really sets me up for growth and how to think about how my business provides value without 
me being the center of it and questions like that are very thought provoking. Thank you. And then finally, Amy, where can we find you online? So marketingforhealthcoaches.com. That's my website. You can find me there and there's a contact page. The other like best place is my Facebook group. It's called the Health Coach Collective. That's a great place to connect with me. Brilliant. Well, thank you, Amy, so much for sharing your career story with me, with us this morning. I so appreciate it. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. Thank you so much for having me, Lou. That about wraps it up for this week's episode. I hope that you found Amy's story inspiring and motivating as I did. You're going to find the show notes and all the links when you go to the show notes for this episode. It's secondbreaks.com forward slash episode eight zero. And hey, if you like this podcast and you're a frequent listener, I would love it so much if you would give us a rating on iTunes. It helps tremendously, truly. And you know what? You can even tell your friends about the podcast. Don't keep it a secret. They're going to love you for sharing information and sources with them, right? Thank you. Thank you so much for listening and being with me for a few minutes today. I cannot wait to chat with you again next week. I will be back with a new topic to help you move forward with your career goals, to shape your career, and to step into the future that you want. In the meanwhile, keep on making your debt, my friend. Cool beans. <laughs>